0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA.
2: Hello, wherever you're listening to us from around Western Australia or maybe online, you're listening to us from somewhere else as well. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time zone you're on. Um, Welcome to Roots and Shoots. It's Rowanna, Sabrina and a bunch of Sabrina's friends today, I think, on the program because Sabby is down in Nanup at the Nanup Flower and Garden Festival, but such is her commitment to Roots and Shoots that she's still joining us. How are you, Sab?
3: I am so well, row. I am surrounded by bucket loads of full-flowering tulips, oh. um, the most beautiful sceneries, forests, artists, mulled wine. Uh,
4: <laughs> Thanks <laughs> well, for the invite, where I've set up?
3: Yeah, well, where we've set up the studio, funnily enough, is outside the <laughs> Nanup Brewery. Um, <laughs> But only because it's got the strongest Wi-Fi in
2: town. Ah, uh, okay. It's technological reasons, uh huh. I'll believe that. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, how long have you been down there for, Sab? When did you head down to Nanup? Uh, I
3: arrived yesterday afternoon. Okay. So uh, did a little recce around the joint. But um, Nanup is looking beautiful, and mm. there's there's a bit. You know, it's all starting to uh, to warm up now. People are coming in their droves so um it's going to be a great festival and of course it started last week so they had uh costa was down here and Mm. um so if anyone's into into just about anything there's workshops (laughs) on everything you can imagine there's a microbat one there's um artist workshops there's bee, bee houses workshops there's
4: Oh, there's Hahn. so
3: much to do down here. There's Sabrina Hahn, roots dribbling and shoots, stuff going around. Live. Yep. Yeah, roots and shoots, microgreens. Um, you can even you can even uh, take a tour on how Ukrainians grow their potatoes apparently. At, oh, it's all happening. Uh, at a yeah, yeah. Now so, we could
2: we could have you continue waxing lyrical about nanup, but yes, I believe you've got a bloke with you that knows a bit more about nanup and nanup fella, festival. Got a fella, than got a fella, got a fella
3: here <laughs> that's been here for quite some time, Doctor Bob Longmore, and um, he's been a very strong advocate of the Nanup Flower and Garden Festival for at least twenty years. You wouldn't know by the look of him because he looks fresh and young. <laughs> so welcome, Bob. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> oh. Much. Yes. I turn your microphone on. That always helps. It's a good idea. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, and I should say it to Sabrina. Welcome to our Magic Town. It's it's looking absolutely beautiful. Yeah,
3: it's just splendid, and there's a lot of excitement around the place. So, um, so, so the festival's obviously been going for a very long time. And how did it? How did you sort of start with the tulips? Because tulips have always been a feature of the festival.
4: Well, it was a suggestion early on, uh, I think from the Shire, that perhaps we have some sort of venture in Nanup to uh, you know, bring people to the town of America. And they uh, thought of tulips originally. Yep. So we had a, a, a very keen group of gardeners who set up growing tulips. Yep. And from that, the festival arose. And it's the 25th year this year. Wow! Oh,
3: my goodness. And
4: uh, the volunteers and the Shire staff, the Shire gardeners are fantastic. Yeah. Steve and the other gardeners are great. And uh, we've planted twenty five thousand bulbs this year into oh. pots and barrels and all and displays. It's a magic display.
3: And it's volunteer, very volunteer driven, isn't it? Yes
4: it is. Yeah. Yes it is. Yeah it's good. And we uh, we have the f- good fortune to have good speakers coming down as well. Yeah uh, including yourself. Ah oh, brilliant speakers. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. I, I thought of my <laughs> pop along and listen to you sp- <laughs> <laughs> spout on this morning sometime. Uh, <laughs> And I, I'm doing a couple of workshops on insect hotels, which are was fantastic. You know, it absolutely bucketed down last Saturday morning. Yeah. And uh, I did insect hotels with a couple of uh, the girls uh, helping, and uh, it was magic. And one of the one of the people said, "Look at all the kids, how they're enjoying themselves." And I said, "Look at the fathers. The fathers are having a ball. You know, <laughs> making these little insect hotels. And we had lots of demo models and everything yeah. like that. But yeah. it's the sort of thing that pulled them in, and it was." Bucketing down with rain at the oh. time,
3: there's, and there's a lot of speakers doing sort of in all the environmental stuff, like yes. your bee hotels, yes. the micro bats, and quite a emphasis on growing your own food too. I know very much
4: so. It's a, it's so important these days. I think people are at least starting to realise that their one contribution they can make is yeah. growing some of their own food, even if they have a small location. They yeah. can have container growing. Yep. and all that sort of thing. It's very good. And the delight of being able to pick your first lettuce or your first piece <laughs> of kale or something like
2: that.
3: Yeah, not kale, Bob. You don't want to be <laughs> picking your first piece of kale. No, you Pop leave it your kale bin. for all the insects to eat. <laughs> We have. Isn't that right, Ro?
2: Yeah, oh, I'm no. with you, Sammy. We have, absolutely.
4: We have <laughs> a curly kale which is four years old now. <laughs> We're going to have a birthday party for it. Oh, ah,
3: four week. years. No, that would be even more disgusting. When I talk about <laughs> kale,
4: I, I think Chinese <laughs> kale is one of the best modern vegetables. To go through kalean. It's it's oh, absolutely yeah. superb. Yeah, and we, you we grow disguise on, it. Well, we grow an awful lot of greens at our place. Yeah, And yep. that's been the thrust of my efforts this year is more raised beds, more raised beds. Yep. And uh, an awful lot of uh, greens growing. Uh, and your carrots and your
3: yeah, yeah, peas or, have
4: been a disaster yeah, oranges. this year. Oh. oh, yeah. Peas. No, we have had rats in. And, ah. uh,
3: now, the great thing I learnt last night, Ro, yes. when I went out for dinner, was that their rat problem is as bad as what it is in Perth. Oh. It just made me feel so much better. And did you find the
4: solution? <laughs> She's so cruel. She's very cruel. It's so frustrating. I, I, I've actually planted, without without exaggeration, four different crops of peas this year. And I've lost the majority.
3: Oh, Well, you have healthy rats. Oh, yes. I think we need to learn. We need cooking classes on how to cook rat.
4: Well, you know the book, King Rat, Singapore. Yes, Yes, superb. There was a good movie as well.
3: (laughs) That might be the next workshop for next year, Bob. How to make the most of your rats.
4: Ratatouille.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ratatouille and um, Ratatouille. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, how important is it for small communities like Nanup to have events like this? What, what does it do for well, the town?
4: Let me tell you something about Nanup, if I can. The, the town population is about 630. The shire population is only about 1300, and it's the second largest shire in the southwest. Oh, wow. But we spread out. We have 85% forest Mm. And, of course, that means it's non-rateable areas. So yeah. we depended on a 15% area for, for rates and all okay. that sort of thing. Yep. And uh, it, it's a fantastic community. It really is one of the be- most beautiful communities. And we bring people in. People are, are totally entranced. And quite often people will retire here later on after oh, coming okay. to a festival. Because, yeah. you know, they're, they're knocked out by what Nanup is. Nanup is a great rural community. I yep. often call ourselves the oasis in the forest.
3: Ah, oh, ha- I like that. I all- do like that.
4: We have all the benefits of living in the country. Yeah. And in actual fact, if you look at a map of uh, our area, Nunnup is a central to the coast, it's central to Manjimup and all yep. that area, Bridgetown, Bunbury, Busselton, yep. Augusta Margaret River. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's a great location. Yeah. We have a marvellous community.
3: And I think it's really, um, it's lovely that people, when they come down here, you have a true sense of being in a country town. And I think, um, you know, I know Nanup, the the festival's getting a lot more city visitors because it's so lovely to leave the city and come to a really authentic country town and all the hospitality that goes with it.
4: Um, We do get a lot of volunteers, which is good. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the older people, of which I am one,
3: <laughs> uh
4: nah. uh, nah. uh nah. Never. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the older people like we get themselves involved we have yeah. a lot of community groups. Yeah. Uh, no it's a fantastic place yeah. it really is. It's good.
3: Wonderful. Well Bob thank you so much for coming and joining us on the on our little a mini uh, studio here at Nanup <laughs> and um I look forward to, I believe you've got a, uh, a natural pool, swimming pool. Oh, yes. So I look forward to coming out and dipping my toes in it. It'll only be the toes because it's a bit chilly for anything else. So I hope you. I hope the festival is an absolute cracker. It has been so far. You've had, you know, really good attendance last week and, of course, you will again this week. So thank you for inviting me back.
4: No, it's our pleasure. No, it's really good to catch
2: up with you, Sabrina.
3: (laughs) beautiful. Thank you so much, Bob.
2: Thank you. Look at you go, Sab, getting guests, producing the show. You know what? If you're in Nana and you're heading down to the festival, Sab's obviously worked out. She's got a second headset and all that's going on. Hey, head down there. If you've got a question, you can probably chuck the headset on and ask your question live on air and say hello to us. Absolutely. If there's
3: anyone... In the general public that has a has a question, I'll throw the headset at you, and as long as it's not about lemon trees, of
2: course. <laughs> no citrus, citrus-free zone between nine and ten uh, this morning. It's quarter past nine. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. With Rowanna coming to you from the Wally Foreman Studio and Sabrina Hahn at Nanup Flower and Garden Festival, the oasis in the forest. Wasn't that a nice description? Isn't it lovely? Mm. If, you want, if you've want, you got a question for Sab and you're not at the Nanup Flower and Garden Festival, then, of course, you can still do it the old-fashioned way. Give us a call, 1300 720. We've got some lines open and Eb's ready to take your call. Or you can send us a text, as a few of you have done, 0437 720. And we might jump into a few of those now, Sabby. Um, Sarah in Calamunda or Sarah, um, hi, Sab and Row, getting in early. You mentioned Cape Lilac cuttings last week. When is the best time to take them? And how long? Oh, okay.
3: Um, so the best time is when they're finished flowering. Now, you can't take big, long cuttings. Okay. Um, so I wish I could grow lilacs. You can grow beautiful lilacs in Nanup. Oh. Um, so you don't want your cuttings more than 20
2: centimetres long. Okay. And then um, Sarah's also got an old native frangipani. Can she chop the head off a four-metre, four-year-old native frangipani? Yes or no? Yes, she
3: certainly can, but not now.
2: Okay. So she's
3: going to have to wait until the end of
2: September. Okay, there we go. Uh, One happy customer, hopefully, end of September. Paul says, I was after some advice on which mulch is the best to use around rose plants. What should Paul be looking for, Seb?
3: Definitely lupin, lucerne or pea straw.
2: Lupin Lucerne or pea straw. Yeah, uh, for your roses. While we're on a roll before we hit to our calls on thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Ash says, Hi Sabrina, can you prawn a pr- prawn? Oh my goodness. Can you prawn? Can you prawn a can, can you, prawn you a pawpaw paw? paw paw is what I'm trying to say. Because right. Ash is amazed how quickly his is growing and concerned I won't be able to reach it in uh, reach the fruit by next year.
3: I wouldn't prune a pawpaw now and I know that they're always up the top of the tree um, but they pluck off pretty easily so you're just going to have to get a ladder I'm afraid Ash, do not prune your pawpaw tree now, you will get sort of fungal rot
2: okay. I would think There we go Ash, let's head to our phones First caller of the day is Sandra who is in Wembley Good morning Sandra
3: Oh, good morning. Thank you. Um, My lemon tree is doomed, I think. The trunk is all black. The leaves frizzled up and I've chopped it back very
0: hard. Uh, A few months ago I had citrus gall wasp, which I kept vigilantly cutting out. Yeah. So I don't know. Is it doomed?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely got sooty mould. Right. So... So it's got sooty mould because it's, it's probably weak and that can be the gall wasp. It may have had aphids, scale, anything that secretes a sticky sap. Um, yes. And then the sooty mould gets worse during the cold, wet weather. Now, you right. can spray the, the whole tree with a potassium soap and then you're going to blast. So you leave that on for about three to five days and then you're going to get a high-pressure hose and blow off the whole trunk and as much around the tree as you can. Then you're going to have Fabulous. to re-spray two weeks after the very first spray.
0: Right. And potassium That's spray is easily... I can get that at the
3: local hardware shops? Yes, you can. If you ask someone, uh, tell them that you want a... Um, a natural potassium soap spray, they will steer you in the right direction.
2: Thank you, Sandra. I can't believe I said it was a citrus-free zone between 9 and 10 and then (laughs) opened the calls. First up, yeah, first one. I'd like first... to say that Eb slipped it through, you know, just secretly to help Sandra out. But no, she was even honest and I still let Sandra oh. open the show. But that's all right. We are here to help, even though with citrus problems. I um, know. Um, Bill, good morning to you. Are you there, Hello, Bill?
1: Bill.
2: Yeah, hi. How are you?
1: Good.
2: Yeah,
1: good. Yeah. Sympathetic fungi. Growing in a number of places in the garden, do I remove it? Yeah. No. No. Um
3: look, uh is it so where it's emerging, um can you see well, it doing got... any
1: sorry. Where well, I've got a bit of cow manure, that area.
3: Yeah. No, I wouldn't worry about that. If you're at all concerned, Bill. Go yeah. and get um, a bucket of soil microbes because that's got bacteria and other different fungi in it, but I right. I don't think you need to worry at all.
1: Okay. All right. I appreciate that. I'll keep my eye on it.
3: Yeah, just keep your on eye on pla- it. If on you see plant. anything. On the plant. Yeah, which plant's it on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, which azaleas. Plant? Azaleas mainly. Well, it's not on the plant. It's it's in the bed itself. Around
3: the, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, go
3: go and get a bucket of that. You you can't get the soil microbes at a hardware store, but you can in the nurseries, and sprinkle that around. And that's
2: all you'll need to do.
1: All right. Thanks very much.
2: Okay, Bill. Good on you, Bill. Thanks for giving us a call. 1300 222 720 if you want to do just as Bill did. Um, We've got an email. Of course, that's the only way that you can get your photos through. It is a little bit clunkier today just because, you know, me and Sab are in different locations and we've got all sorts of technology and screens and things to keep us linked. But we will try and weave a few in, particularly for Rosie and Geraldton, who is a long-time listener and first-time desperate emailer, Sabrina. She (laughs) says the attached photos show the desperate... Isolation she came home to after a few weeks away. Brussels sprouts covered. Purple pak choy, not covered, but getting there. Um, Kaylin taking a turn for the worst. I won't even mention the wongbok because I've already pulled it out. Sad face. Could you please tell me what I'm dealing with here and how best to manage? I sprayed it with an insecticide and it seems to have done very little. Probably the rain we've had hasn't helped. I haven't removed affected plants because it's most of them. And also in the case that will somehow make it worse. Sab, you've had a look at the photos?
3: Yes, I have indeed. So there's definitely a problem with white fly, which are like a little aphid and they've sucked the hell out of everything. Um, and then there is something actually chewing the tops off them as well. So you've got sap suckers, you've got chewers and... It looks like um, in the leaf tissue that I can see that there's a virus as well. So all in all, not looking too good for the next harvest. Um, Now, with the sapsucker spray... You have to use it every fortnight. If you've got whitefly, it's almost impossible to control, and all whitefly and aphids love your all the brassicas, so all the broccoli, the cabbage, the bok choy, the pak choy, all those sorts of things. Brussels sprouts, they love. Um, probably left the run on Brussels sprouts too late now because it's going to start warming up and they need very cold weather. Uh, you can spray with a – there's lots of organic sprays for sap suckers, for aphid, skull and, and white fly. But the problem is you have to apply it every 10 days to break the life cycle. Mm. So um, – but there's but there's organic natural ones that have no withholding period that you can spray and then you just rinse the leaves and then you eat it. So that's your only other option.
2: There we go. Thank you Rosie and thank you for the high quality photos that you've sent through. They yeah, do make it right. much easier for Sab when they're A in focus and B sort of show yes. you a few different angles of the plant that we're talking about. So thank you. If you're going to send a photo, please endeavour to do the same as what Rosie did. Perthweekends at your.abc.net.au 24 past 9. Sam from Jero has been in early. Morning ladies. Sorry I haven't been tuning in the last few weeks. I was with the year 10s oh. from my school on a camp to Carnarvon for the last wee while. I've also lost my voice anyway, isn't it, Sam? So even if I was listening, I couldn't call you. Looking forward to this week's track, which you only have to wait another five minutes for, Sam. Amazing place, Carnarvon, especially the way they grow bananas with very few chemicals. Yeah,
3: actually, Carnarvon is... It's a real, um, it's a real, f- real food bowl, Carnarvon. Mm. Absolutely, um, there's some great growers out there.
0: Mm.
2: Good place to visit and get yourself some live, uh, get some fresh produce. And yes, the bananas, those little lunchbox ones in the packet, the supermarket. I mm. know, how They're cute. good. they are. They are Sue in Lath Lane. Good morning to you. Oh, hi,
3: ladies. Um, Just a quick question. A macadamia tree, probably a couple of years old, but not looking very happy and not looking like it wants to grow. What do I need to do? Okay, so you're going to need to oomph up the soil a bit, Sue. So um, go and get yourself some cow manure. Uh, You need some compost. So you Uh really want to get that in around the base of the tree Uh, a wetting agent, and then a thick mulch. So make the mulch five centimetres thick. Um, So remember where macadamias naturally grow, which is in northern Queensland, and they grow in lovely volcanic soil. Also okay. remember that they're part of the proteaceae family, so macadamia the same family as grevilleas and um, banksias. So you can't use fertilizer that's got phosphorus in it. Yeah, I so it'll still need treat to... it like a native. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I was yeah. treating yeah. it like a native and not giving it much love. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. No, <laughs> that's wrong because of where they naturally grow. So, okay.
0: um,
3: give it give it a bit of lovin. Little bit of love. And he's um, a, a tea hay
0: mulch, okay?
2: Yep, perfect, Sue. Perfect. All righty. Cool. Uh,
0: Thank you.
2: Have a good one, Sue. Thanks, Thanks for giving Sue. us a call. Uh, Busby writes, Sab, all in capital letters with a couple of exclamation Ooh. marks, I can't believe you're giving advice on how to take cuttings from Cape Lilacs. If ever there was a tree to take the reciprocating saw to, this is it. 30 years later, I still have nightmares about the time, energy. Lord only knows what else I use, trying to control the suckers that took over my then back garden. For your penance, I hope every question is about citrus <laughs> for the rest of the day. I'm still in bed, but Nina Beck's going to lie down. <laughs> Busby, <me>. you're fabulous. <laughs> ah, that is so funny. Um, Very good.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of love-hate about the old Cape Lilac tree. or In, the, in New South Wales, we call them well, white cedar trees. And there's still conjecture over whether that is our only true deciduous native tree, which I reckon it would have been because it grows all through Asia as well. Um, Yeah, it's a love-hate kind (laughs) kind of thing. Um, You know, the one good thing about them is they're they're very uh, fire-retardant,
2: so
3: you've got to give them a tick for that at least.
2: At least, you know, something there (laughs) that you can throw in. Um, Cynthia Imandra asks, how easy are azaleas to transplant? When is the best time to do it and can you take cuttings?
3: When they're little... When they're little, um, they're very, they're very, they're very, oh, we've got a, <laughs> hello. We've got a, a <laughs> passerby. He's listening to to the radio in the car and he's just shouted out a big hello to us all. Oh, g'day, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, so azaleas, now, if they're small, you can transplant them. But if they're mature, it's very tricky to keep them alive. Okay. So if you want to transplant, this is the best crack. You need to do it when they're not in flower. Uh, so you need to prune a third off. You need to get you need a wide root mass. So it's not so much deep; it's the width. So you need to come out quite a bit from the main trunk, um, and then dig. Have it. Have the hole prepared. Put them straight in. Drench them with seaweed solution, and keep the water up. If you want to take cuttings, you've got to take tip cuttings in spring and summer and they can't be more than 10 centimetres long.
2: Thank you, Sab. And good people of NANUP, I'm sure you're listening to the ABC. Slow down. Sounds like you're driving far too fast. Fast. We can I'm Well,
3: I'm on on the corner block, um,
2: so... Yeah, we know, uh, Sab. It wasn't the best spot, but it was the spot closest to the brewery, and that's why you wanted yeah, well, it. You didn't consider <laughs> it's radio, no, honest, honest, an oh. oral medium where we like the quiet spot. No, no, you didn't think about any of our needs.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, you know who else is here? Um, <laughs> who there's, there's uh, Rob Carey, who was he was my lecturer when I studied horticulture. Um, and he's here somewhere doing a workshop and running some forest tours. <laughs> he said he said to the committee, Yeah, I taught her everything she knows. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'm dying to catch up so with Rob, him. So Rob,
2: you're responsible for this for our <laughs> fabulous uh, He was a great lecturer too, I might add. Oh good. Good. Mm. Well it's half past nine, Sab, so let's oh. let's have some fun. Let's do. It is that time again. It
3: is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick
2: of the week.
1: I, I, I know you're gonna dig this. Here we go now.
2: You really are gonna dig this, aren't you? A bit oh, Sam will be.
3: Sam will be so excited <laughs> he can listen to the song pick this week. <laughs> Because uh, we're going, we're going a bit of uh, heavier, heavier stuff today, bro. <laughs> we're going to go yeah. Cosmos Midnight, and I thought it most appropriate. The title of the song is "Can You Dig It?"
2: <laughs> Here you go. Let us know what you think. Have a listen. Sam's pick of the week.
1: Here you
2: go, Cosmos Midnight. Can you dig it? What did you make of it? 0437922720. One text so far, Sabby. Awesome. Yes. All in capital letters. Tune, Sab. Wow. So there's a Did you a dig up. it, bro? I
3: did. It, Were you it and, totally threw you me. You digging it.
2: Because yeah. I thought I was launching into, is it Ice Cube? Like, can you dig it? Can you dig it? Ah, yeah. And wrong so, dig it. Um, yeah, I was. Kind of yeah. in the wrong genre, the wrong, you know, all of it. But <laughs> digging it regardless. <laughs> Michael Woodvale says thanks very much for the music. I'm getting my day's exercise to this song. <sighs> um, Sam from Jarrow, not bad this week. A bit too upbeat, but I think that's because he's so exhausted from the school camp. Oh. Um, he'd probably add it to I... his study playlist because there aren't heaps of oh, words oh, to focus okay. on. That's oh, okay. It's interesting, too.
3: Well, I find with a lot of things, there's not a lot of changing lyrics in some of my song picks. No, but that's you know, true. Damien you know, says Raleigh. Ocean
2: Alley next, Sab. Confidence. Oh, I don't know them. No. Oh, okay. Uh, get Ocean Sabrina Alley. to check out the music from a local Fremantle band called Mozzie Fog. I think she will like oh, it. Very different. We went to their concert at Bridgetown last year and loved them. Ah. That's from Annette, who also loves our show. Bless you. Uh, yeah, so you Can keep them coming through, but Sam, we might uh, go back to well, questions, not callers, because yes. you've yes. got someone at Nanup who'd like to ask. A I've question.
3: got a live one here, Ro, a <laughs> live one. So
2: <laughs> one she being was just human. aimlessly
3: walking past, and I snatched her and said, <laughs> "Ask me a question! Come on in and ask a question live." So she was a bit hesitant at first, but now she's anyway. Welcome, Nina. Thank you. <laughs> What's your question? Um, is it too late to prune fruit trees? Uh, it depends. Um, you can do a little bit of pruning on all the stone fruit, so all the deciduous trees, apricots, peaches, nectarines. Yeah. The best time to prune them is at the end of summer when they are finished fruiting, when they've still got leaves on. Oh, okay. But winter's a really good time to get the shape that you want from the tree. Yeah. Uh, it's two. Uh, oh, you can prune your oranges if they're finished fruiting now. You can prune a lemon tree whenever you've got time. Yep. Um, you don't ever need to ring me and ask me a lemon tree pruning question. <laughs> uh, <you can laughs> so, so, so basically, it's more of the formative shaping pruning in winter. And you don't
0: cut it too short? Or? No,
3: you'd never allow a man into the <laughs> paddock with a chainsaw. <laughs> so none of that. No. There'll be no chainsaw work. No. Just a light haircut then. A light haircut no. with, with just a pair of secateurs or long-handled loppers. Nothing that requires a battery or petrol. Yeah. So. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, Nina. You. Mina, thank you. Sab,
2: is Jess with you? Yes. No. No, she's not with me. I'm a little concerned because I I feel like there's a little crowd gathering there and you're going to start, you know... Performing and acting up, and someone you're going to have to nominate someone there to be responsible for your behavior and give you the head shake and the popped eyes when you're just pushing the limits because you can't see me, I can't poke you or slap no, you and true. say that's enough, sub. And true. Jess isn't there to take responsibility, so no, but
3: but you know what? I've already had text messages from Jess, so she may not be here <laughs> physically, but she's, but she's trying to keep she's some still order. Control- <laughs> she 's still controlling stuff
2: all right, all right, if anyone else there wants to nominate um you know you you just all you need to know is the ABC editorial policies inside out and um, <laughs> gives Serena the thumbs up and the thumbs down and a little panicked look when you think she's erring on yeah into dangerous yeah, territory on, on the edge. On I, the I, edge. Do, I do have the ultimate ability to just shut your fader and turn <laughs> you off and pretend that the line dropped say, out. You can, just, <laughs> yep,
3: you can just cut me right off, right?
2: Well, let's head back to our calls 1300 222 two seven twenty. Sophie in Coolville up has been waiting patiently. Hey, Sophie.
0: Hello, hello, Sabrina. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sophie. Um, hello. Um, I just wanted to say um, to all the NENUP organisers, I volunteered a few years ago, so I just want to say hello from Sophie niece. Oh. So hello, everyone, and oh, I'll see you around. That's lovely. Happy gardeners.
2: Oh, good yeah. stuff, Sophie. Did you have a question as well that you want to slip in? Yeah. Cool.
0: I want to um, just um, – I've got a friend, um, some young people, Balcony Garden, and it's full shade, and I said to them – You could probably grow, you know, like your ZZ plant, cast iron, maybe a philodendron. So only got one hour of sunlight. I was wondering if there's anything else, yeah, in
3: the dark. Okay, so if there's only one hour of sunlight, then they seriously are better off just looking at all the indoor plant um, alternatives. There are some hardier ones, so certainly all the philodendrons are – You've got uh, the Schefflera alpine. That's a really beautiful – that gets, you know, quite tall. That's a a variegated dwarf umbrella tree and it's really, really tough. I know the one. Then you've got all the Syngoniums. Yep. Oh, my God. An apparition has just appeared before (laughs) me.
4: Uh Sorry,
3: Sophie. Um, That's all right. I'm pretty sure that the largest bee <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life is just appearing in front of me.
2: <laughs> well, that's enough answers. <laughs> You've can... overwhelmed Sophie. Keep your life. <laughs> Good <laughs> on you, Sophie. Thanks for giving us a call. See this is what I mean. Look at you misbehaving. Poor Sophie. She got half an answer. <laughs>
3: If you could see what I am looking at, Ro, you would understand why I'm quite dist- <laughs> distracted. <laughs> okay. Ah, C- "Sebo's <laughs> sensual sensations." I I'm going to take a um I'm going to take a picture and send it to the studio. Okay. Um so y- so can you best know describe why I'm distracted. Yeah. But it's all right. I'm back on I'll send it to Jess as well, you
2: know. Okay. (laughs) Good stuff, Sam. Some more feedback on your music while you do that. Alexa, this is super cute. Loving the song. So does my 18-month-old. She is doing shoulder shimmies, um, which I can just imagine because that's the cutest thing that 18-month-olds do, I reckon, when they're dancing in their little shimmies. Um, Kim says, Sab and just no. Too soft and sappy. Um, And now all I want to do after hearing that song is go prune the daylights out of my nectarine. Oh, Kim, savage. Oh, how marvellous. <laughs> Dam- love that. Damien and Ellenbrook, fantastic choice. I'm digging a foundation for the wife's garden beds. Good job, Damien. Love your work. <laughs> um, Rod and Jackie are driving from Capel to Narragin. Loving the show as usual, they say, but they turned it down during the song pick. Oh, lucky sad. they're back loud and strong now. Drive safe, Rod and sad. Jackie. Thanks for sending us. A text, Uh, what else have we got? More calls coming, Sab. I'll just get through a couple of texts on our way to Greg, sorry. Morning, ladies and gentlemen. I live in Spearwood and I would love to put native bushes across the front of the front garden to form a hedge or a natural fence. What would you recommend?
3: Okay, so, uh, Victoria, what you need to do is you will have very alkaline soil that will be... um, highly water-repellent, so you're going to have to find native plants that are for alkaline soil. If you're in Spearwood, you're right near a fantastic native nursery that has lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of plants that are suitable for that soil type. So Google native nursery Oakford, um, go in there and they have – You know, they have lots of stuff in tube stock, so you can get a bountiful amount of plants
2: um, and get lots and lots of birds and bees into your garden. Thank you. Speaking of bees, what a beautiful little bumblebee that was that got you distracted, Sabrina. (laughs) Thank you for sending the photo
3: through. It's just a cracker, isn't she, this bee? Yeah, absolutely. An absolute cracker.
2: Chris in Duncrag. Hi, girls. What's the best fertiliser for strawberries?
3: Oh, um, I would go the mineralised uh, fertiliser that's got over 62 different minerals in it and it's made in WA and it's great for all fruiting plants. Beautiful. Can't give you a name, but it's a safe way to grow all your strawberries.
2: Perfect. That's Thank you, Sab. You. Uh, let's head to Greg, 1300 720. He's in North Perth. Hey, Greg.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: Good. Hello, Greg. Yeah,
1: hi- Yes. Hi, Sabrina. You must be a rose amongst the tulips, are you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if I would called myself a rose at this point in time. Probably more like a yucca or something. A yucca.
1: Well, they're good. <laughs> my question. My question is that I've uh, got a games room out the back, and uh, it's asbestos sides, and there was yeah. a a plant like a a, a ficus, but smaller. Oh, head, yeah, creeping uh, green fig. Green leaves.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, creeping yeah. fig. Good, good, good. And um, yep. it was covering up the asbestos walls rather well. Yeah. But my yeah. eldest son, God bless him, has found the secateurs and decided to give it a bit of a trim, mm. which is exposing the asbestos wall again. So can you think of something that can be planted there quickly to hide it again? Well,
3: um, you know, the thing is, is your ficus still there in some form?
1: Well, is yes, it, it like is. Like
3: pruned it, but yeah. Um, yes. So don't worry, you can't kill them. They're unkillable, so it'll <laughs> come back.
2: Invincible. Um,
3: but the other thing that you can put there if you want something really fast is a Virginia creeper.
1: Virginia creeper. Okay, great.
3: Virginia creeper, they're self-clinging vine and they're fast. So whack that over the top of the existing ficus.
1: Right, well, you said a creeping fig or something, yes. A, that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so mate. what
3: you've got is a creeping fig. So over the top of that, you can put a Virginia creeper.
1: Virginia creeper. And it won't, it won't yeah. adhere to the asbestos, will it?
3: Yeah, it does. Don't oh, you want it to do that?
1: I don't know if that's a terribly a good idea, is it? I don't know.
3: <laughs> right, okay. So you want one that's not self-clinging.
1: Probably, yeah mm. I don't know I don't oh. know if it's good to yeah well I don't know okay. if it's going to do damage so, I mean the, the problem with it's okay. clinging to the asbestos when you want it to go you've got to pull it off yeah, it's going to expose it, them asbestos, yeah, that's yeah. right,
3: pulls that off, okay, so you want a fast growing creeper that's going to get, you can put on wires that will yep. cover that fence, so Canedia nigricans
1: uh, commonly known as <laughs>
3: uh black. Pea flowering canadia.
1: All right, canadia, black pea. Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah. Good All on right. you, Greg. Thanks very much for giving us a call this morning. Um, Sab, have you got any other special guests down there at the moment? I do. I do. I've got Katie
3: White here, and um, she is she's based in Esperance. Is that
0: correct, Katie? It sure is, Sabrina. Yes,
3: and. Um, You're what I would call a nature-based lover of all things, environmental, but you also do botanical artwork, which I am luckily going to see your exhibition today. So what sort of drew you towards
0: drawing flowers and wildflowers and nature? Well, first of all, thank you so much for that introduction because I think that was the Best intro anyone has ever given <laughs> to the, the many wildflower-loving hats that I kind of wear. Yeah. Um, so with my botanical art, I work professionally as a botanist, yes. which is a world of fun. Get to see the most beautiful things in the bush yep. day to day. Um, and because of that, you know, I don't think you could not be inspired to paint them. Yep. Um, they're so clever in the way they look so different and the details in terms of the hairs on the stems or whether they've got, you know, fused stamens or all sorts of stuff that just makes them so beautiful and utterly unique. So I suppose my botanical art has kind of evolved to celebrate and explore those differences um, between them. Um, and, uh, you know, who cannot love the amazing botanical artists that we already have in WA? You know, we've got Philip Kalinsky, we've got yep. Ellen Hickman, we've got these phenomenal artists that I suppose have always inspired me growing up um, with their skill and techniques. So you know, really excited to continue exploring that journey as a botanical artist. And, that,
3: and that's very true what you've just said. I mean, there's a very strong core of excellent botanical artists in Western Australia and they tend to all live in the southwest. west um, I know Philippa goes off on very long journeys. Uh, so it's it, – do you, do, you, do you think that it's sort of um, the way in which an artist reinterprets – what they see in, in nature draws people closer
0: to nature? Yeah. So for me, everything that I always do is about building that connection back to our natural environment, which, you know, I think, first of all, that's very important for people's wellbeing. Yep. Um, You know, nature, healing and all that kind of stuff's obviously really evolved since COVID, but I think it's always been there. It's always oh. really important to connect. Um, and then, of course, you know, that awareness about conservation and protection, because, you know, we're losing it. So, yes, basically, all, all my botanical art, I hope, is a little piece of the beauty and joy that the bush brings that people can bring back into their home. And where can people see your beautiful <laughs> artwork, Katie? Oh, Sabrina, I'm just starting out. I'm such an early, you know, so my mum and I, and very privileged to have an amazing um, commercial artist as a mum. Yep. Um, so her gallery, Leanne White Fine Art Gallery, which is next to the Wild Eyed Press Shop in Nanup. Um, we've got our exhibition it's the first time I've ever really seriously put my work on display yeah. um, so I'm sort of yeah basically beginning I haven't really got myself yet sorted to have work in other galleries and and you know I'm st- I literally even still just building my website so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but saying that like people can always find me on Instagram and Facebook at yep. Caladenia Co. Caledenia the spider orchid genera oh, spider if, yeah, if yeah, they, yeah, people yeah, yeah. need yeah. something to remember it by yeah um and yeah always happy to have that conversation with people about either you know so from the exhibition I've had some great um you know different galleries and stuff approach me to have oh, the work fantastic. in there yeah so that's really exciting um and you know so you know it's just basically building up towards you know working commercially yep. more as an artist and enjoying that space.
3: Well, I'm wishing you all the very best in for the future and I can honestly say, Ro, that how privileged I am to meet Katie at the beginning of her, her career mm. because I think she is definitely going to go places and – Hopefully she'll remember me when I want to buy a piece of her artwork <laughs> that's been priced at $10,000 and I'll get a discount. Thank you, so kind.
2: Katie, thanks for <laughs> Thank coming so on our much, show. Um, we do have a text, though, just before you take your headset off. Um, Scott is just wondering about some of those other botanical artists, you mentioned where your work is. Um, he's quite keen to expose his children to um, botanical artworks and would ab- absolutely love to see them. Can you recommend any places, maybe in the metro area, um, where you can see the work of some of the botanical artists you mentioned?
0: Um, so for starters, I'm based regionally in mm-hmm. Esperance, so to get up to metro is a good eight and a half, nine hour drive for me. Um, but I do know that the Bula Badip Museum yep. um, has, in their, in their flora science section, um, they've got a really good display of different botanical art works there. Okay. So I'd probably – Good starting, starting point. point. But again, because – yeah, because I'm not obviously in Perth. Yeah. I sort of don't know the places. Yeah. Sabrina, might, if yeah. you have anything to add? Um,
3: Fremantle, Fremantle Arts Centre quite often have some uh, fantastic exhibitions of, of botanical artwork. Um, and, you know, the great thing is Katie's a botanist as well, so mm. – She has the inside and the outside story on them, which is... And we need more botanists in the world, so... You
2: keep at it, Katie. Yeah, good Thank on you, Katie. You so much, Thanks Sabrina. for joining us on Roots and Shoots. Um, 1300 720. We've got our eight minutes left on the show today. Of course, Sabrina is down at the Nanup Flower and Garden Festival, as was Katie, as is Katie, who was just with Sabrina. So um, if you're down that way and can duck in, you've got about eight minutes to squeeze in a question on air down there. Otherwise, you'll probably catch Sabrina throughout the day. Otherwise, you can give us a call or send us a text, as you always do. We've got plenty of texts that we need to get through. We'll. Do what we can in the eight minutes we've got left. We'll go back to the phones first, Sabby. This is Nicole in Scarborough. Yes. Good morning.
0: Oh hi! Thanks for taking my call. Look, um, I was overzealous and I pruned. <laughs> I pruned my uh, hands overzealous. Yes. Yeah, I pruned them. <laughs> I mean, um, you all know that I'm a novice. Overzealous novice. What, what could be worse? I pruned them in July, and then found out three weeks later. That I shouldn't have done that because nine out of ten times they'll die, and these. Oh no, they won't die,
3: won't they? (laughs) Oh, thank God! No, no, they won't die. They're just going to now. They'll be a little bit sad. Um, As long as you prune the cuts at an angle where the water doesn't sit on the branches on the stems, you'll be okay. I mean, it's not an ideal time to prune frangipanies, but it definitely will not cause it to die.
0: Oh, thank you. Is there anything I, I – I mean, I think most of the, the cuts were on the, on the slant, but then we had all that rain. No, um, nah, so look, I, I wouldn't worry if, about is, it. Really? Oh, okay. Thank you.
3: If you, you see can, rotting yeah. <laughs> coming down the stem, yeah, then prune yeah. that rotten bit off. But honestly, oh, okay. fear okay. not. Fear not. Ah.
1: Oh. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Good idea, Nicole. It weekend.
2: Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Hey, Sab, I'm not sure. It's only just started. um, I don't know if you've got speakers booming out to the people that are there, but we're just hearing the show back in about a couple of seconds delay um, down the line there. So I'm not sure if you can just adjust the the sound so that um, we don't hear that. That would be beautiful. uh, Yeah. Your technical guru and all that you are Uh, while you're down there.
3: I know. I'm just – I'm just lowering the input and return and see if, is that any better?
2: That's sounding much better. Thank you. Um, Michaela sent us a text. Sab, just wondering if I need to remove leaves from the frangipani as it hasn't quite shed this year.
3: Uh, No, just leave them. Quite often with frangipani, mine's still got heaps of leaves on. They'll just, they'll naturally drop it. If it concerns you because they don't look nice, just pull them off. But, you know, I just leave them. Okay,
2: uh, email on Perth Weekends at your dot abc dot net dot au. Can you tell me what is wrong with my beans, please? Writes Denise in Mount Lawley. This happens every year. I get a couple of good crops, then this. I've sprayed with mancazeb, but it doesn't make a difference. I prepare the ground before right. planting and give them seesaw liquid potash, rock dust, and blood and bone. Can you help, Denise?
3: Go on. <laughs> I give the kitchen sink. Um, <laughs> now, that looks like a virus to me. So even though they've sprayed with mancozeb, I'm afraid, their beans are buggered. You may as well rip them out. Aww. That's the sad news. You
2: get more brutal as the I, show I I wears on, bee, don't you?
3: I have the bee that's got a quick question. Have we got time to let the bee ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. Fire away, my little bee friend. <laughs>
2: okay, now the first question is, I am an unusual bee. You are. What sort of bee am I?
3: <laughs> Very unusual, but I do like your antennas, I have to say. Thank you. Um, that, I know you a-
2: bees don't have hair, but this one.
3: <laughs> they certainly don't have bright yellow hair. Um, uh, are you a honeybee? I think I'm a honey yeah, bee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're a honeybee. Mm,
2: yeah. Gorgeous. Thanks for that. But one more question. I've yeah. got a um, mango tree. Yeah. And I know that this is not the climate for a mango tree, but I've had about a three a tree.
3: Yeah.
2: years and it's about two metres high.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I think the frost has got it because all the leaves have gone brown.
3: Okay. So if you live down the southwest and you've got tropical trees in and you get a frost, it'll have it look like it's been burnt. That is okay. So at the end of September, you're going to prune those burnt bits off. You have to wait until after the threat of frost has occurred. And then it'll all go absolutely fantastic in summer.
0: Oh, that's fabulous because I thought I'd lost it. No, no, my little
3: honeybee, my pleasure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is um, um, yeah. a special honeybee was wearing, yes. um, well, yeah, the yellow and black stripes in a singlet with a little bow tie, uh, a t- tutu, I guess you could say, yep. with some yellow chul, black stockings. Looks like a pair of those, I don't know if I can say the brand name, funky high top boots that were all the rage in the 80s and 90s and a sensational yellow wig. Although it might not be a wig, hey? I just assumed it was a wig.
3: um, uh, Yeah, uh, (laughs) uh, I would concur that it definitely is a wig.
2: (laughs) Okay, all right. We've got a couple of minutes. Let's try and get to Janine, who's in Bruce Rock. Good morning, Janine. Oh, sorry, Janine. That's me. Try again.
3: Oh, (laughs) Hi, Sabrina. It's Janine here. Thanks for taking my call. Hello, Janine. Just wanted to ask about grapevines. Um, We bought... Grapevine's in a pot in um, early in the year and we're told to leave them and don't plant them out until the leaves all fall off. Um, yeah. Which we've done, they've grown and gone crazy. And um, now when we're ready to plant them out in the ground, do we yep. trim back all of the long stems that have um, grown
0: right across our veranda um, before we plant them? And, yes. And what do we need to do with the soil before to put them in?
3: Okay, so prune those long stems off. Um, Now, when you you need a bit of clay, so go and get a bag of clay, a bag of compost, and a bag of sheep poo. You're going to put that in the bottom of the hole. You only need a little tiny bit of clay, though. So per grapevine, you'll probably you'll need like a third of a laundry bucket of clay, a full bucket of compost, a full bucket of this is laundry bucket size of sheep poo. If you
2: put them in with that, they'll go gangbusters. There we go. Beautifully timed, Sabrina. Thank you. Good luck with that, Janine. Uh, To the person who was looking for the galleries with botanical arts, we've had a couple of suggestions. Linda called to say um, the gallery in Kings Park and we've also got a text to say check out Mundaring and also the Midland Junction Art Centres and there's botanical art in all of those places. What we don't know, our listeners always do. Sabrina, have yourself a fabulous day down there at the Nanut Flower and Garden Festival.
3: Thank you so much, Ro, and thank you for, for putting up with all my little distractions.
2: <laughs> well, uh, we would put up with anything it's not putting up with. It's enjoying. Thank you, Sab. We'll see you back in the studio next Saturday. Thank you, as always, to Ebony Spriggs for keeping the show on the road from the wee hours this morning. And to all of you, thanks for listening. This is an ABC
4: podcast.